Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the show. I'm Chance Olsen. And I'm Russell Howe. And this is Stories by Chance, where we come and talk all things movies, television, streaming, anything else that we feel like talking about. And this week, we decided to take a roll, a dive into the much maligned world of video game movies, to which we got the first video game movie, it's fitting, Super Mario Brothers, the movie, which we have a lot to say about. So much. Uh, before we get to there, we have our usual things to get into, first of which is our trailer talk. Uh, uh, first th- trailer I've talked about today is for a Netflix film, Project Power. Project Power is a Netflix sci-fi film. I think we, we covered it when the story broke. It stars Jamie Foxx and Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Uh, one plays a dad trying to avenge his daughter. The other plays a cop. In a world where there is a drug that exists, which if you take it, you get a superpower for five minutes. They don't say what superpower. It's a random grab bag, which seems like a big risk to take. <laughs> I get stuck with something that sucked. Yeah. You get something that can help you or something that's completely useless. It, does, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, but I'm going to cross over this trailer because it this, this looks equally cool and absolutely stupid at the same time. Yeah, I'll agree. Um, and it, I got I got shades of like almost almost like limitless. I did too. Yeah, because I because that Bradley Cooper movie kind of the same type of premise. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna see it mostly because I like those two actors. You, oh, for sure. You just Gordon Levitt. I will watch in literally anything. And it's I mean, been, it, lo- it looks okay. I mean, it. it yeah. It's been a while since it's been a while since he's actually done a movie. Yeah, it's been a while for him. Yeah. Yeah, but he's coming back in a big way with this and Project <laughs> Project Power. Oh wait, he did the Amazon that Amazon movie. Seventy five hundred, which yeah, I haven't yeah. seen yet. I have not watched yet. I I haven't watched it yet either. Yeah, no, no, nobody, nobody, nobody's seen that movie. But <laughs> uh, yeah, so I think it looks, I think it looks interesting enough to warrant maybe a look. And like I said, I do like those two actors enough that I'll give it a check it. I'll check it out. And Project Power is set for a, let me see, it drops on Netflix August 14th, 2020. Uh, next trailer we're talking about, it's actually two, I didn't, I didn't give you the other one. Uh, we have some more, <laughs> it's back, New Mutants. It's back, baby. <laughs> yeah, uh, New Mutants dropped another trailer, they dro- well they dropped two, because they dropped one before Comic-Con, one during Comic Con, I think they dro- no. I'm sorry, it wasn't. The fir- it was another trailer. They dropped the first two minutes, and maybe another trailer. I can't. I don't know. I didn't. I haven't seen it either. But we have a new trailer for the New Mutants, which is a movie that was shot and not released. <laughs> it has not been released yet. It might never get released. But what did you think of the latest trailer for New Mutants? Sure. I mean, it, it looks all right. I mean. Like how you said, I'll believe it when I see it. I mean, you know, we've seen trailer after trailer after trailer. Um, and it was really kind of like almost weird to watch like the end scene or whatever. Almost like a lightsaber battle. Um, <laughs> but but uh, but uh, I mean, it, it looks all right. I, I mean, I'll give it a shot. I mean, think about all the awful luck it's had. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I, I'm going to give it a fair shake. But I mean, it looks all right. You know? Yeah, it it does, and I mean, look at this point, I'm way too curious not to see it to not see it. Yeah. Uh, but here's the thing: 
Uh, it dropped at Comic Con and it said that they are still holding firm on that August twentieth release date for theaters. It's that way. You may want to get yeah. Uh, we everyone expected like oh it's gonna go straight to Disney Plus straight to Hulu. Nope, theatrical theatrical release. Yeah. Uh, we'll see, we'll see if it actually makes a date. Well, I would say it's date, but a date at this point. Any date at this point will be acceptable. And like I said, New Mutants yeah. is set for a. Uh, set for a August 20th, 2020 release. Speaking of movies that are getting released in 2020, well, this, this one's definitely getting released, we have a new trailer f- uh, from Comic-Con for Bill and Ted Face the Music. This gives a little more insight of the plot. Like we said, this movie's going to be about, continues the budget of Bill, of Bill and Ted, only now they are on a race against the clock to write the song that will ultimately save the future and save reality. Uh, I actually do think this trailer is actually... I, I like this one a lot more than the first one, and I like the first one quite a bit. Yeah, no, I did. I mean, you really get the feel of, you know, the the bond that they have as characters, you know, um, that made the first two movies so good. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to this one. Uh, not a surprise that... It decided to go on VOD. I think we kind of saw that coming. VOD and select theaters. Yeah, I mean, uh, we kind of saw the writing on the wall on that one. But it, I think it'll make a perfect um, VOD release. I mean, and select theaters. But I think it'll make a nice you know, VOD release. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, there's no, there's, there's no shame in that, especially nowadays. But uh, I'm, I'm absolutely excited to see Bill, Bill and Ted return to, i say the big screen, but... If I can catch it in the theater, I will. But uh, I'm excited to see him in another movie. I think he gets some cool, fun gags in this. We're going back to hell. Maybe going back to heaven. There's a quick shot of Bill's dad, and I, I think it's interesting the fact that like everyone thinks their time travel is now like, like some delusion of grandeur, which is weird because you remember the the bogus journey. They yes. bogus journey. They play with robots and interdimensional creatures and the Grim Reapers. So. Why would no one believe them? Seriously, <laughs> it's like Ghostbusters Two syndrome. Also, they had sons, but now they have daughters. It's which I mean, I don't, I wouldn't mind. It's just it's weird. Uh, but regardless, uh, Bill and Ted is set for a VOD and uh, it's like theater release August first, twenty no September first, September first, twenty twenty. Uh, next two things we're talking about. First of which is one I think might have dropped last. We forgot, forgot to talk about it. Uh, it's the one and only Ivan. Uh, the one and only Ivan is based on a children's book, which is allegedly based on a true story. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what story this is based on. <laughs> it said it in the trailer, though, so take its word for it. And it is about a gorilla named Ivan who lives in a cage at the mall, which I guess the thing they did in the '70s they had <laughs> zoos in the middle of a mall. Sure. Uh, and it's about him, you know, becoming an artist and breaking out and befriending an elephant named Ruby. Uh, cast includes Sam Rockwell as the voice of Ivan, Brian Cranston as the owner of the Big Top Mall, uh, Angelina Jolie, Danny DeVito, Helen Mirren, the chicken who I swore without Taylor Spencer. Turns out that's Shaka Khan. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Uh, so, Russell, what do you think of the trailer for The One and Only Ivan? I mean, it looked all right. It's like one of those family movies on Disney+. Plus. Uh, I did like how it ended with the chicken crossing the road. I thought I thought that was kind of funny. Um, yeah, it looks okay. Yeah, I agree. I imagine I mean, they nothing... wanted I imagine they wanted Octavia Spencer, but they, but she's like, I already voiced a bird, a talking bird in a movie. Yeah. N- not again. Yeah, she's like, 
I've I've met my quota of animals for the last couple of years. I'm yeah. good. Uh, but the one and only I have set for a Disney Plus debut August fourteenth, twenty twenty. And last trailer we're talking about right now is for uh, another Disney Plus film. This is for the documentary Howard. So Howard is based on is a documentary based on the life of uh, composer Howard Ashman. Uh, when he's uh, it's a, it's about him when he was working with Disney because like he wrote the music for Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin. He had the stage musical for Little Shop of Horrors, and it's gonna basically chronicle like his time there. And it was around the time where he was dying from AIDS. So it was crazy because like he was working on, he was working on Aladdin, or it was, he was working on Beauty and the Beast, and then nine months later, I guess in the truth, nine months later he was dead. So, it's this this guy is he's not one who's often talking. When you think like Disney music, you think of you know you think of Alan Menken, or you think of all these other like greats, all all these other like great workers, but not not a lot of people talk about Howard Ashman. So, Russell, yeah. were, you, were you familiar with Howard Ashman, and are you excited to see this documentary? I well, I am now that I saw the documentary. Um, I, it was really, but you figure the, the the body of work he did was like the apex of the uh, of Disney. You know Absolutely. that run with, you know, Beauty and the Beast and Aladdin and Little Mermaid. Um, yeah, it, I mean, it looks like it looks like a fantastic documentary. Um, and kind of how you said, it's like his work has gotten overshadowed by. So many others that have, you know, gone, you know, have come and gone after him. But uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah, and it's set for a Disney Plus release on August seventh, twenty twenty. Uh, that's going to do it for our uh, news segment. I'm sorry, our trailer segment. We now move on to an, our notorious news segment. First story is you got to start off with this because in the Great War of Christopher Nolan versus Corona. Nolan has officially lost Tenant delayed indefinitely. <laughs> indefinitely. <laughs> oh man. Uh, uh this wasn't like this wasn't like a straight line to get there though because the reason this happened was because uh he, he was full gung ho because other countries who are handling this virus much better than we are at the moment. Uh they're getting better, they have movie theaters reopen. But China, who is a massive, massive market for, for movies in today's era, they set a limit on theatrical releases. They can be no longer than two hours. So with the biggest market in the world out of it, that was Tenet's cue. Like, okay, we're tapping out. Nolan, we don't, give a f- we don't give a fuck if you don't give a fuck about making money, but we want to make money. So fuck you. We're out. Yeah, he can't catch a break. I mean, he was so steadfast on releasing it to the theaters but we, we, you know we, we were we were saying it for like for months he was literally the captain of the titanic except he saw the iceberg coming yeah and he refused to acknowledge that it was right in front of him like it's, it's oh, yeah, like, like it's, it's inevitable like no like no and this this is your own fault like you, yeah. you I mean, did it's this. inevitable yeah it was inevitable but it does now as much as we like to you know, give, give him hell i am sad because i did i did i was looking forward to this movie I mean, I was too, and it was one of those things that we clung on to because it was like, maybe this will be the beginning of the boom, you know, coming back, you know what I mean, getting things, the ball rolling a little bit, you know, maybe it took somebody like Christopher Nolan to get the ball rolling for the movie industry again, you know, um, it's just a huge, it's a huge shot in the foot for sure, 
Um, especially when, cause you know, who knows when they're going to open, you know? Yeah. Because you know, we're, can we continue? We continue. We haven't continued to be ass, ass hats when it comes to this disease. Just, we, we just, <sighs> we can't get in order. We, we can't do it. It's just, we're, we're too entitled. Yeah. Um, it's a shame because, you know, it's like, like in March when all this stuff happened, you know, just to do the, you know, the quarantining, staying at home, or if you went out, wore a mask. And it's like, you know, I don't know. It just, I think we just got so, you know, spoiled by the way things were, you know what I mean? Um, that people just kind of lost sight of that. And it's kind of, kind of shitty because now we're back in this, you know, we're back in it again now. It sucks. Yeah. Yeah. It sucks. But what are you going to do? Uh, no, just... You know what we're not going to do? Watch Peacock <laughs> properly. Because <laughs> uh, Peacock launched recently, and the serv- if we, th- we thought HBO Max was a disaster, and it kind of is, but this is just taking it to a whole other level. Because, oh, you know, they sold you on, oh, it's free. You know, you don't, you don't got to pay. You only got like half the content, but it's free, which is fair. Fair. Half the content with ads for free. It's fair. Uh, so the way that works is you can get like half the content for free, uh, for free with ads, which okay. You can go to the next tier up, which is five bucks a month, which is, I think, most of the content, still with limited ads. Or yeah. you can go to the next tier above that, which is ten dollars a month, for all the content, and still some ads. You never, you never get out of ads. That's what we're trying to get at here. Yeah. They're inevitable, man. YouTube, I mean, they're everywhere. The, yeah, everywhere. Um, but yeah. So, uh, and in addition to that, much like HBO Max, not available on Roku, not available on Amazon, oh. and oh, we have that. Not man. only that, uh, it's non-HDMI compatible. So oh, wow. Say like I am trying to watch it on my laptop, and I have my laptop has an HDMI connection. Say I try yeah. to connect that to my TV and play Peacock through that, it won't work. I mean, like, what? Like, why did a child put this together? It seems like it. Like you would, you would think, especially, and that's the thing, because you know Roku TV. I have a Roku TV in, in, in my uh, in my movie room. Um, and, and it's like kind of how we, you know, you and I were like joking around about the whole HBO Max thing. It's like, why wouldn't you want to expand platforms like where you get more eyes to get more, you know, uh, people subscribing to your product? It's it's really mind blowing. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 odd, especially when you have like when streaming is such a competitive market now. Oh, yeah. I mean, even more so now. Uh, but so, yeah, I I really don't know what's going on with these services. I have the Peacock free tier. I barely I barely used it just because I have, I mean nothing. I I, I really have no need to use it. I mean it has all it has all Friday Night Lights, so that's probably what's gonna get me get me there. But and hell yeah, it has some other things that I'm kind of excited about the prospect of. But yeah, nothing. Tubi's good too. I, I watch a lot of. T- I watch Tubi. Tubi's, um, that's, Tubi's that's another free, free though, one with ads. Yeah, which, which 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 for TV it's fine, but for movies, yeah. I I would never watch a movie with ads. That's just that's just. Me. Um, believe it or not, I think I watched Dogtooth. I had never seen Dogtooth before, and I think I I, I randomly stumbled upon it on uh, Tubi, and I watched it, and 
Yeah. Uh, well, hopefully they hopefully they pick it up. Hopefully, it's, <laughs> HBO Max too. Speaking of HBO Max, uh, you know it was a big selling point of the service that they were going to have all the Harry Potter movies on at launch. The service launched like what May, June, around there, right? Yeah. So we're at yeah. Ju- it was real quiet, real quiet launch too. We're in July, and at the end of the month, those movies are going to disappear. <laughs> So I'm I struggle with HBO Max I really do because they launch very quietly they don't launch yeah. on one on two of the biggest platforms and a month in or a few months in they're losing title which I wouldn't know a problem but they're losing first party titles like yeah a, I mean you're losing this is a, yeah. this is a WB service and they're losing WB movies. Yeah, and, and big juggernauts too, like you know Harry Potter franchise, like it's huge. Imagine, so, uh, imagine yeah. how many people signed was, up for the service just because they had Harry Potter. Well, well sorry, folks, it's <laughs> closed. Whoops. Now I get it. It, it, it. Like you know, pre-existing arrangements are a thing, but I mean, come on, you gotta have like if that if that was the case, like don't have it at launch, save yeah. it, and then when you have them. Like ha- have sole possession, it'll be like a big event kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but another thing you could do. I mean, every like everybody could like win on this one. You know, even if they did have prior commitments and stuff like that, pay pay both. You know what I mean? Like you're still going to make money off. You're going to make more money out of it. You know what I mean? I mean, why? It just money all around. You know? Yeah, well, we'll see. Let's see what happens. So. Uh, hopefully they're not gone too long. I have no idea what service getting it next. It might be, it might be Peacock actually. So, oh, so you go from a service where you can watch on very few platforms to a service you can watch on like two platforms. Yeah, congratulations. Good job. This is why this is why Disney's beating all of you. Yes. Uh, next story we're talking about is we have uh some images some image stories we're talking about right now. Uh, we had the first image come out of Godzilla versus Kong. Did you see this? I did see. I did see it. Uh, I did. It was basically just confirmed that Godzilla and Kong in a movie they're gonna fight, and they're standing on a uh, aircraft carrier, which should sink with the weight of those two. With the weight of one alone, it should sink. I mean, you would. You would think. But yeah, uh, Godzilla versus Kong in a movie. I was always excited for. I'm less excited now that I saw Godzilla King of the Monsters because I was actually pretty cold on that movie. Yeah, same here. Um, especially because Kong Skull. I mean, Kong Skull Island was really good. I enjoyed that one. I, I, I actually I like the Godzilla. I really like Godzilla that, 2014. Yeah, I, I just I can't get Godzilla King of the Monsters. I just I think I just I feel like. It had so much potential. It was just wasted. You know what I mean? It did. It, it, it was just such an overwhelming experience. I think that was big, the biggest problem. It was. was just, well, the, the biggest complaint with 2014's Godzilla was the fact that there was hardly any monster fights. Yeah. So Godzilla, tw- Godzilla King of the Monsters was all monster fights. But yeah, it wasn't as special. Exactly. You know? And it was, it was just so much that it just got boring. Yeah. So yeah, I was, I was over oversaturated with it. Exactly. It's yeah, I, I had that massive problem with King of the Monsters. I think that's and the film suffered because of it. So this movie, this franchise is basically on a decline right now. 
Uh, hopefully this picks it up because I do think Adam Wingard's a good filmmaker, and I like the prospect of Godzilla and Kong fighting. I'm uh, a huge Kong fan, so I, I'm, yeah, I, I'll, I'll really, really be excited about it if, if it's, if it's done right. Like, I kind of how you said, like, I feel like Kong, like, the, you know, Skull Island, obviously, we're, I mean, man, we're, we're several years removed from that already. It's been what four years? Uh, three, three. Yeah, so I mean, like now's the time to do it. I mean, I just uh, the the Godzilla films are are, are what's worrying me. They, they've just been very lackluster. I, even the first one, twenty fourteen. I mean, it was okay. I did like how they built up the suspense of seeing the monster. You know what I mean? The, I just feel like the first how, one. You know, I, the first said. one I feel is the best of any of these, just because it felt oh, yeah. more like it felt more like an actual like movie. What I'm saying okay. is like they held back. They held back on the Godzilla. So when you had that giant fight at the end, like it was, it was a spectacle, like absolutely. Yeah, and it, and it was earned, like you know the no, roller yes, coaster sure. ride getting up there. Yes, it. yeah, it, it absolutely, it earned that yeah. fight, and, and it did. And th- that's a yeah. good way to put it. That's and they completely it. just oversaturated it with you know Godzilla King of the Monsters. Too many monsters in a one film at once, and then just so many. I mean, good ideas. Don't get me wrong, and you know, great monsters, but it's just like you can't. You can't just feasibly work that all into a film. Yeah, I mean, in two hours. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think that if they just like cut back on the fights in that movie, you 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 can display yeah. all kinds of kaiju, but you cut back on the fights. I think that would, and yeah. you know, make stronger, make like, a big problem with the, the first one had make stronger human characters. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that was a, so yeah, uh, Godzilla versus. Kong, except for a, I think like a March or a May 2021 release date. I'm not positive, but hopefully it's good. Uh, we also had trailers for, uh, not trailers, uh, first images for the trial of the Aaron Sorkin's trial of Chicago 7. Uh, did you see any of these by chance? I, I did not. Well, let me just forward, let me just forward you some of these images real quick. I sent you the link uh, with the story. I got you. Yeah, so this is a story about how a bunch of people who were protesting were kind of taken and tried as like a terrorist organization. Yeah. It's a really interesting story. Directed by, written and directed by Aaron Sorkin, his second directorial effort after Molly's Game, which you and I are both big fans of. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, with the cast of features, Sasha Baron Cohen, Eddie Redmayne, uh, Let's see, uh, Jeremy Strong, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Mark Rylance, I think Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton is in the movie. Uh, uh, I said Mark Rylance. Who else is in this movie? Fra- uh, Franklin Jella, huge cast. Yaya Abdul-Mateen II, Calvin Harrison Jr. Uh, it looks stacked. And these images I'm looking at right now, it looks it, it looks great. Like it looks like they really nailed down the like 70s aesthetic. Except Eddie Redmayne, who oh, looks pretty, sure. who looks pretty modern. Not gonna lie. Yeah, yeah. He looks like the most modern out of all of them. But yeah, I think I, th- I think I think this all looks fantastic. I'm not sure where this might have landed in Netflix. I'm not positive. I'll double check. What do you think of these images? Oh no, for sure. Um, you know, Aaron Sorkin is you know one of the, one of the you know great names working right now. And I you know we both love Molly's Game. Especially with this stacked cast, I mean, it, it does look fantastic, and it's an interesting premise. Of, you know, the trial of the Chicago Seven, just a whole you know interesting you know story in itself. So yeah, I'm 
yeah, I'm I'm fully on board with that. I think that I think this looks really good. Okay, I just did check. It did land on Netflix set for a Netflix release October sixteenth, twenty twenty. So yeah, definitely looking definitely looking forward to that one coming out. Uh speaking and uh speaking of more content for streaming services, we've been teased of some more dice content for Disney Plus. Uh Alden Ehrenreich oh, has been teasing some uh new solo stuff and there's been word of Donald Glover getting a Lando spinoff. So Look, Solo was a movie. I'm sorry, Dice. Dice was a movie that <laughs> Disney had plans for. They had big plans. They're gonna do a whole trilogy of Han Solo movies. First one didn't do too well because it was just poorly. It was poorly handled. That movie. Not not like the movie as a whole, but like the marketing of it. Because we didn't see a. Tra- it, was, it came out yeah. May twenty. It came out May 2018. We didn't see a trailer till what Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. So that movie was incredibly mismarked. I honestly think you push that to December, it would have done a lot better. Yeah, just because traditionally that's like when you you would set the Star Wars film. So, yeah, I think they kind of missed that, missed the boat on that one. And just May is just not a typical, you know, well, I say that, but then the prequel movies, uh, well, everyone, one, two, and three, I think were in May. Every, or, every yeah. other movie came out in May before Disney took over. And then once Disney took over, they they kind of claimed December with uh, Force Awakens, exactly, and Last Jedi and everything. Uh, Rise Skywalker, yeah. Every, everything besides Solo came out in December, and everything besides Solo did really yeah, well. Yeah, did well. Yeah, did really well. Yes. So, <laughs> missed the memo, I guess. Apparently, I guess so. Um, well, they're also planning to transition. They're also planning to like transition out of December into May, but, but then hey, they... you, you're a proponent. I just uh, just yeah. so boring. See, I don't, I don't think it, I, see, I, I'm, I'm, yeah, like you said, I'm more of a fan of I'm more of a fan of the movie than most people. I get, I know it's not great, but I think it's fun. No, I, I mean, I fun. get it. I get it. I mean, you're a Star Wars fan. I get it. And like, you know, I like Star Wars too. I just, I don't know. I just think we just didn't, we didn't need a Han Solo movie. You know what I mean? Um, maybe if if they got somebody other than you know Ron Howard to direct it. Not saying that he's not. A, well, they did, know, a, but you know. A, but you know what I'm saying? Not, like, he's a good filmmaker. Don't get me wrong. I just don't think that that's his. You know, that's not his specialty right there, that genre. You know what I mean? I mean, given the fact that he, and, he jumped in, uh, like, before, like, Rise movie was being finished, and yeah. redo a lot of it. It's... Oh, no. I mean, it's it's a competent enough film, but what I'm saying is I just don't, it's it's just not his genre. You know what I mean? Right. He, he, he never, he's never like, yeah. uh, he's never like a big sci-fi filmmaker. No. Uh, was like Cocoon? I think it's like other big sci-fi movie. Yeah, I think Cocoon and um, I think he did another sci-fi movie, didn't he? Oh, well, he did Apollo thirteen, but that doesn't. That's, that's I mean, not. That's not really that, good. that still doesn't. Sci-fi. Yeah, it's no, not sci-fi. Not, not like, it's, not but like it's this. like space esque. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, but yeah, uh, I w- I would like to see because they clearly had bigger plans for this. I want. I do want to see how some of these ideas would tie in. Would t- would tie into other things, whether it's TV shows and I. Look, I really dug Donald Glover's Lando. I thought that I thought the dude was awesome, and yeah. I would I would love to see him. I would love to see him reprise the role because I think he I think he's great, and I love I like seeing him in things. And at, and I don't have enough Atlanta to <laughs> quench my Donald Glover thirst. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, look, regardless, look, make make something else happen with the solo property because. People, I think people, people are coming around to it. People want it. I, I, it's, it's, it's gaining a following. Every you know, it, it's slowly but surely gaining a following. I like that. 
Another Disney property that's slowly and surely gaining a following is Tron. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a fan. Uh, Because Tron, according to certain sites, Tron 3 is back on the table with Jared Leto. We're getting Tron 3. Yeah! And Jared yeah. Leto's the star. Shit. No. Because <laughs> I love Tron Legacy. It was, uh, it was really good. I think that's a super underrated film. I like Tron Legacy fine. Because I, yeah. re- I actually just watched both recently. I'm not yeah, I'm, super it's, big it's on good. either, but I like I do prefer the first one because I do think it has stronger characters and more. Ins- I'm not saying more inspired visuals in a sense that I do think that. What, what am I trying to say? Do, doing that is wildly ambitious. Not to say that Legacy is not ambitious. I do think the score is great, but the score is fantastic. It's it's a great score, top to bottom. Yeah. Yeah, I think that you have better. I think it's a more investing story because I actually think I think Kevin Flynn was more investing than whatever the fuck his son's name was. I can't remember. <laughs> like Sam. Oh, uh, is, it, is it, it, it? Yeah, I think it was Sam. Yeah. Do you see? You see, you see the problem. <laughs> yeah. No, I get it. I. I don't. I just. I, I really liked. I really liked Tron Legacy. It was one of those ones I just. I mean, I, I, everything. Really liked, and I, I everything with the visuals more. and everything with the visuals and score I love. It's just the, yeah, again, story, but like the first one was where I fall short. Yeah. Um, but I would want to see another Tron movie, especially because they did have plans for it. Like Killian Murphy is in the first, is in Tron Legacy for no reason, other than to set up the fact that his character is going to be the villain in the sequel. Yeah, I just Jared Leto, man, I. I Good actor. I just he's just been really like miss. I think for me lately. I think for you too. Good actor. Just you know, my the, God, is he obnoxious? Joker and just everything. Just not good. Joker, Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Like yeah. he is just he is just so incredibly like this self indulgent annoying prick. Like and as I said, yeah. We I I think we we'll both agree. Jerry Lewis is wildly talented. He is. Yeah, he absolutely is, and I mean, even even vocally, like saying thirty seconds of Mars is a great uh, alt band," you know. Yeah, I'm not gonna go um, that far. But... It's just, <laughs> well, I, I like I like thirty seconds of Mars, um, but um, yeah, yeah it's just I feel like it's just so he's just so boring now. I think now that he won his Oscar, you know, Dallas Buyers Club, I think it's just like the last couple of things that he's taken just look just kind of they're all the same. Like the Blade Runner twenty forty nine, Jared Leto looks exactly like Morpheus. You know what I mean? Like kind of, you know. I... Yeah, yeah. Same, like, I, I think I would have liked that a lot more. Yeah. That role a lot more if it was David Bowie in the role, which is what Vin- Villeneuve really yeah. wanted. Yeah, I mean, you had plans for that, and obviously, you know, life happens. But um, yeah, I, I just, I don't know. I just, I feel like, you know, I think Leto's just go. It's just, I feel like it's all the same now. You know, the performances, and I just, I don't want it to get like that. Regardless, I would be, I would be excited to see another Tron movie, especially because like techn- technology has only gotten better. Like I feel like if you did like the younger Jeff Bridges de-age thing, it wouldn't look as bad now. Yeah, as it did in 2010. Yeah. because I went like looking back at that like young Jeff Bridges, that effect is horrifying. It is, but here's the thing though about that. Like when I saw it in 2010 when it came out. I, to me, 2010 was a release year for that, wasn't it? Yes. Okay. Um, it looked okay because, like, again, that's the technology that you're, you know, you're currently watching. You know I mean, it, I mean? lo- it looked fine. So you're, it you're looked kinda... fine at the time, but looking at it now, it's like, ooh, yeah, he looks, he looks like a PS3 character. Yeah, it 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 looks it looks a little bit off-putting. 
but um, yeah, I, I yeah, yeah. Uh, we also have some other shifts in the Disney release schedule. Uh, so they have announced a whole slate of shift for their for one their two of their biggest franchises. Uh, it being Star Wars and Avatar. So the original slate was we were going to have a Star Wars movie, three Star Wars movies come out in 2022, 2024, and 2026, and we were going to have the yeah four. Avatar sequels come out in 2021, 2023, 2025, and 2027. Those release dates have all shifted by one year. <laughs> so uh, oh, we will be getting Avatar starting in 2022, 2024, 2026, and 2028. And then we'll be getting Star Wars in 2023, 2025, and 2027. Like we said, like we said previously, every other Christmas is going to suck. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, it seems like they keep finding new ways for us to not see Avatar two. New reasons yeah, for us to never see that movie again. I'm not convinced there is a movie. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It just seems. And the other thing that is really head scratching is um, they said that they were going to kind of do away with Star Wars, like you know the films, the re- the releasing of films. I thought they were kind of trying well, to they do were gonna... more on the their Disney. Disney platform. I mean, they did, but they also like have like a bunch of new filmmakers. Like the guy from Slight is make is, is slated to make a movie. Kevin Feige's got his thing. Ryan Johnson is maybe doing his thing. Taika Waititi is doing his thing. So, like, Russell, yeah. you have you have a property the size of Star Wars. You're never you're, you're not gonna make another not gonna not make another movie again. You'll probably get away from the Star Wars well, Skywalker true. saga. Probably get away from the Skywalker saga, but you're not gonna like let that property sit. Oh no, and I know that. I think I think the thing that we had talked about before was it just got so uh, oversaturated. You know what I mean? I think we 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 brought that up. Even the the new the new trilogy, along with Rogue One, Solo. You know what I mean? I think we were just getting kind of bored. We were getting like Star Wars out. You know, which is why I think taking a break is probably a good thing. Because it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. That time for that breathing room. But what we don't need anymore is Avatar. <laughs> now, I will say, this is coming from someone who loves the Flight of Passage ride at Disney World. That ride is awesome. Uh, Beth, Mike, if you're listening to this, that, that I, I fully acknowledge that that is one of the best rides there. But I don't want to see any more of these yeah. movies. Yeah, that that is a really, really great uh, ride. I remember... We've gotten fast passes, I think, and we still had an over two-hour wait. But um, what a spectacle like, oh, to, to, to just be submerged into that, in that environment. It was beautiful. Yeah, and we, and we can get into more of Avatar when we review it because it's, it's weird because I don't, think it's, I don't think it's great, but I don't think it's as bad as people make it out to be. Regardless, I don't think we need four singles. Yeah. It's a lot of... Uh, Unwanted hate just because, I mean, James Cameron's an easy person to because the, the cockiness of Cameron, I think, is just a uh, a reason they hate sometimes. You know what I mean? But like, it, it it is weird because like, you can practically hear the money leaving every year this gets put. Because remember, this was this was originally supposed to come out in two thousand fifteen. Yeah, and I mean it's it just got sequentially. Yeah, what, uh, Avatar back. was what oh nine right oh nine oh eight. Oh nine, oh nine, yeah. And it just got yeah, sequentially that's, that's crazy. pushed We're 11 back. Yeah, it's got sequentially pushed back every year. 
It's a point where just like yeah. are everyone, no, no one believes. It's like the new Dark Tower. No one believes in, this, in these movies anymore. <laughs> I mean, the the thing it does have going, I think, like we had just made you know reference to, is the fact that it does have such a successful ride. I think that that word of mouth and that experience gets you to want to watch the movie again and kind of live that. Like I remember when the movie came out and like 3D was kind of like it was like here and there, but like that's something you had to take in in 3D. You know what I mean? It was like, it was completely revolutionary. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. Here's hoping that, you know, we, we this, let's just get it, get it, get it done with and see, see how it is, you know? Yeah. We'll, we'll see. Uh, next story we're talking about is, uh, John Hamm is set to produce and star in a reboot of Fletch. Fletch, of course, being the classic detective comedy starring Chevy Chase, Fletch and Fletch lives. Now I'll, I'll fully admit I'm not incredibly familiar with the Fletch movies. I, I think I've seen Fletch once. No, Russell, how are you with? Uh, okay. Are, are you a big Fletch? I've guy? seen them. I've, yeah, I am. I've, I've seen I've seen the Fletch movies numerous times. Okay, so uh, tell me tell me about Fletch. Tell me about it. what do you think about getting a reboot? Do you think John Hamm is a good choice to play the role of Fletch? I mean, again, it was one of those things where and I, I think I'm just speaking. Just because that's just, I just, I, I hate when we have to redo things that were done so good. You know what I mean? Like, like, i.e., like the Ghostbusters movie, like the, the, the all female cast one. Nothing against it. I just, you know, there's things that we should and shouldn't do. Fletch is one of those properties, I think, just because, you know, uh, Chevy Chase is just so uh, iconic in, in the role. Um, and I just, I don't know if John Hamm can do that, like that ad lib. Like, I feel like some of that stuff was so improvised. Um, in the Fletch films, only like Chevy Chase could do at his peak. I'm because this is like peak Chevy Chase too. You know what I mean? See, so um, I'm, I'm gonna disagree with you there. I don't know if John Hamm can do that kind of stuff. I'll disagree with you there because I do think John Hamm has demonstrated a numerous times that he can be incredibly funny. Like, like, yeah, but like, can he can he carry a movie by himself? Funny though, you know what I mean? I mean, I don't, I don't think it would be like, all by himself. I, don't know. But I think I think he can carry a movie. I think he's certainly a good enough actor. Oh no, no, no! I'm not saying. And I'm saying like Chevy Chase in general. Like those. I mean, those were pretty much his. You know, obviously just his movies. Like I just don't. I just don't know. I, I don't know if I, I get you know John Hamm as Fletch. You know what I mean? Again, I never thought to, that they were gonna. Re- remake this film anyway so it was one of those things that I thought about and I was like oh I wonder who they would cast I mean Ham's a good actor don't get me wrong I just I don't know it'll be interesting to see how he how he tackles this yeah so we'll see how that turns out he's also producing this so if someone tells me that this is like a project that he's actually very passionate about so I think it'll put some I, I, I think it'll surprise I think it'll surprise a lot of people I think it's, I think this will be good uh, next story we're talking about <laughs> I love this one uh, we are getting a Vanilla Ice biopic in which Vanilla Ice will be played by oh, Dave Franco. Uh, a couple things on this. One, I'm very curious as to what the tone of this is going to be. Because this, this, nobody wants to see a serious biopic on Vanilla Ice. Absolutely nobody. Well, yeah, I don't understand where we're going with this. Yes. What this needs to be, it needs to be like that is like like an Ed Wood slash disaster artist slash W take on uh take on Vanilla Ice because the dude 
what better, what more fitting way is there to do? Because the dude is a joke of the rap world. Yeah. Well, that and like his time in the light was so small. You know what I mean? But like, I, I, I wanted small, to track a short run. Track everything. Track from uh, what is the ding 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 ding? What God? I, I know under, ice, I know under ice pressure. Baby. Ice, oh, ice you're baby. talking about under pressure. No, I, I know it was I, I know it was from under pressure. But like, yeah, ice ice baby. I can't believe I forgot the, forgot the name of that song. Ice ice baby. Yeah. The litigation. Cause right. in, in case people forgot, he got sued over that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like the court over. And like, I love the. If you ever get a chance, look up his response to like why it's not plagiarism. Because <laughs> like his, his explanation is like, you see, their song goes ding 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 ding. Our goes ding 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 ding. <laughs> it's, it's literally just yeah. like that. It's it's amazing. I wanted to track that. I wanted to track the ninja rap to the multiple oh, court, multiple yeah, court yeah. cases. Uh, I, I wanted to go over everything. I wanted to be. This could be hilarious. And Dave Frank is a good actor. He really is. And looking at him, he does kind of look like Vanilla Ice. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, we missed the we missed the boat for Mark Paul Gossel to star in this movie. Who would have been a great Vanilla Ice? But uh, yeah, I do think that there's no writer or director attached to this yet. But uh, if if it takes the right tone. I think this could be a winner. Yeah, I mean, it could be one of those like disaster artist type films, like kind of how you said, get you, you know, catch you off off guard. Yeah. Uh, and then another huge piece of news: uh, Denzel Washington and Julia Roberts are co-starring again in the family drama "Leave the World Behind." Uh, this will star. This will be about two families, strangers to each other, who are forced together on a long weekend gone terribly wrong. Roberts will play the mother of the family that rents a house, and Washington will play will portray the homeowner. This doesn't sound very interesting, I, I know, but what sells me on this is Denzel Washington and Julia Roberts. Like, oh, for sure, Pelican br- br- Pelican Brief, man. Yeah, Pelican Brief reunion. Let's get, Absolutely. Let's get it. What do you What do you think? What do you think? You excited to see these two these two guys go back at it? Yeah, I mean, why not? They're you know legends of their craft. Um, it, it, always good to see Denzel on the screen. And Julia Roberts has been like kind of hide. Well, I, I say kind of hiding because she she was in what Ben is back. She was really good in that. I think that was a really good you know, like, kind of like a quiet performance for for her. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, they, I mean, they still bring their A game all the time, and um, yeah, it's it's always good to see those you know those types of talents reunite, especially since it's been what ninety three, I think Pelican Brief came out ninety three. So you're looking at wow, like twenty seven years, almost thirty years. So uh, yeah. yeah, I think I think uh, long overdue. Long overdue. Definitely excited to see them mm-hmm. come to come back to the big screen, and uh, it's also featuring. It's also going to be directed by Sam Esmail, who did Mr. Robot, and worked with Julia Roberts on Homecoming, the Amazon show, which is actually quite good. Okay, so definitely looking forward to that. Uh, M. Night Shyamalan's next movie has lined up as new star, and I'm actually really glad that it's this person. It's going to be Ga- Gael Garcia Bernal. Who is who? I mean, most people will know him as the voice of Hector, the skeleton from Coco. Uh, it was weird because he had that, and it was huge. And everyone was like really high on this guy, and then he just, we never saw him in anything else. Yeah, he just kind of like fell off. He's a good actor. Like he's he's great in uh, Itu Mama Tambien, Mozart in the Jungle, The Amazon Show. 
Uh, he's a, he's a really solid actor. He's never gotten anything like super big. So I mean, not like this is the biggest venue because well, it is Shyamalan. But okay, I'll I'll, I'll take that back. Take a little bit back because he is doing stuff to kind of turn himself around. I mean, he had two good movies and then Glass, uh, back to uh. back to back. <laughs> but uh. Uh. I I'm I'm happy for him for getting because he's still an end director, and I'm happy for for Gael to get a movie like this with. Uh, yeah. Like a high-profile project like this. So are you excited to see uh, Garcia Bernal headline the next, what the twist, Shyamalan movie? Oh, look at that. Uh, yeah, no, I am. I, I like Shyamalan. Um, he's either all or nothing, man. You either like it or hate the movies. Like, there's never, you know, in between. Um, I think we can say Glass was super disappointing. Yes. Um, we can. We can absolutely say that. Uh, I mean, it, it was super disappointing, like, especially because you had coming off of Split such a great you know twist at the end you know and you're like oh this is great this is going to set up a you know awesome you know third movie and no it's just no. not good nope so here's hoping man let's 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 hope man because he's hit or miss like <laughs> he'll come out and he'll he'll knock you out with six cents and unbreakable and then turn around like i mean you just never know what you're gonna get Shyamalan but, uh, month he's, next year will be he's fun. passionate though is that Shyamalan month next year will be fun I just said, I like it. We'll, 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 throw, we'll, throw, we'll consider that for next year. And last story we're talking about today. Uh, Netflix has just lined up their latest blockbuster action movie from the Russo brothers, who I think might be directing. Let me see. Uh, yeah, no, they are directing their next movie, and it will star Ryan Gosling and Chris Evans. Uh, it will be about. It will be. The movie is called The Gray Man, based on a book by Mark Graney, and it will be about a former CIA operative turned freelance assassin named Court Gentry, played by Ryan Gosling, and his CIA cohort Lloyd Hansen, played by Chris Evans, who will be hunting him across the globe, trying to trying to catch him. So. Uh, this movie will cost an astounding two hundred million dollars. Will make it one of Netflix's more expensive movies. Jeez. So you hear this team. You hear Russo's, Gosling, Evans, the writers of Endgame, Christopher Mark and Stephen McFeely. Just go into the two, to two stars. Can America handle that much sexy in one movie? <laughs> but we're gonna have to find out, I guess. But yeah, I mean, I'm. I'm on board. Uh, yeah, I mean that's that's a huge sign for uh, Netflix, and um, yeah, I mean get two talent actors like that, especially in their in their peak right now, um, with Gosling and Evans, I, it should be pretty good. You know, I remember a day once a young Chance Ellison was actually worried about Chris Chris Evans's career post Endgame, but I got to say he's <laughs> he's doing well for himself. He's doing very well for himself. <laughs> no, I'm definitely I'm, I'm excited to see this. And yeah, you put that team together, how how can you not be excited? Really, how can you not be excited to see this? Uh and actually I like cuz one last story I want us to go over because this came out. Netflix as usual is very protective about their stats regarding their movies. Well, they actually just released uh their top 10 most popular movies. Now this is audience in the first four weeks of the film's debut. And I remember how Netflix counts their views. They just count it. They count a view if you watch the first two minutes. 
Okay. With see Zidiac. if I, um, Zidiac. Think, see if I can get guess some. I don't. Okay. I don't, I don't know the list. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, you do not know the list. Let's see if you can guess. All right. Uh, Bird Box was huge, so I think Bird Box would be up on her. Number two, Bird Box. That's correct. All right. Let's see. These are movies. Let's go with the. Um, let's go with Bright. No, Bright is not up there. It's a good guess, though. Really? Okay. Um, trying to think. This could this, this, this could be our game time. This could be our game time for a little bit. Here's here's our game time. We're we're doing it before the review this time. <laughs> we're having Russell um, guess the top ten Netflix movies. What about uh, Six Underground? Six Underground, number four. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think. I'm trying. I'm just trying to think of the like big word of like the big buzz here. Uh, the first couple of days of a movie being released. Uh, I'm trying to think number one. I can't think of anything right now. Number one is recent. Uh, I'm going to kick myself in the head because I know we probably talked about it. I can't. It, it's funny because, to be honest, what about, um, what is it, the, 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 the Five Bloods? Not the Five Bloods. Okay. Um. <laughs> You're in the right zone, though. You're in the right let's, zone. Let's see here. Because it, it's funny because, like, the most of the movies that we're talking about, I literally have not watched. I don't think I've seen, like, any of those. I haven't seen any of those. I can say I've seen a grand um, total of two, three of these movies. Okay. Out of, out of the couple ones that I've, been, like, I've said, I've, I haven't seen any of them. The Five Bloods I wanted to see. I just haven't got around to it. I have seen that one. Um, that, movie is, that movie is great. Okay, um, I'm trying to think here. This other one's recent. Think, uh, I keep thinking of I keep thinking of docu series because we keep watching docu series on Netflix. Think uh, uh, a- action action heavy. That's uh, what. Oh, what about the one with uh, Ben Affleck? Oh, you're on the right track. What's it called? Oh my god, I can't. It's not the way back. Uh, I keep thinking of the damn thing. Um, it's Ben Foster's in it too, I think. No, no, he's Isn't not it? in it. He's not in it. No, Ben Foster's not in it. Okay, well, Ben Affleck's in it. Yes. <sighs> no idea. Triple Frontier. Triple, Can't think of the name. Triple of Frontier it. is the one you're thinking of. Triple Frontier. Yeah, is that in the top ten? Number seven. Number seven. Okay. What about the uh, the Chris Hemsworth one? Was it ex- not extracted? What the hell? Um, Oh, what the hell is that movie called? I, again, this shows you how like I don't watch the Netflix movies though. The Chris Hemsworth one, I can't think of it. Extraction. Uh, extract. I was I was close enough. Extraction. Number one. Is that on there. Ninety nine million. Really? Get out. Okay. Wow. I thought for sure. And Bright wasn't in the top ten. Yeah. So you, so so you got one, two, three, four. You have four so far. Oh, so, sorry. Four. Three. I got Bird Box. Yeah, Bird Box, Extraction, <laughs> Six Underground, and Triple Frontier. Okay. Um, one I know you're never going to uh, get, so I'm going to tell you. Number, number nine is The Platform, because I, I, I never heard of this one. Apparently, some, some foreign foreign film that got $56 million in its first four weeks. What about Roma? Not Roma. It's a good, good guess, though. Huh. But on that, think of another just because big... because of the Oscar season. But think of another big... Oh, shit. Another story. No, but you're close. Think of another big prestige okay. Oscar movie. Uh, 
from Netflix. Oh, um, uh, what the hell is that movie called? Is it Mary J? No, not Mary J. Blige. Mary J. Blige or not? No, you're you're getting further away. You're getting further away. Uh, come on, uh, what's that movie called? Uh, was it Mudbound? It's not Mudbound. I, to- I told you, you're getting further away. Um, I'm like, I'm, Mudbound's the one I was thinking of, though. I guess, right? <sighs> I gotta, I gotta hunt it in. Oscar season came out last year. Not, not Roma. Not Marriage Story. Um. Oh, what about the uh, the two popes? No. Wow, you got there before you got the answer. <laughs> Shut up. You said Oscars. I mean, he was, he was nominated. You re- you're really you're um, really missing the you're really missing this one. Wow, I'm I'm shocked. This is. This is really obvious, too, huh? Yes. Oh, chance. This is embarrassing. I gotta think. Marriage Story is like the big one that I, I that I'm, I'm I'm really surprised it's not on her. Oh my god! I can't, I can't think of it. We can be here all day. It's Hold the on. the Irishman. Oh my god! Yeah. Jeez. Wow. Yeah. Okay. All three hours and twenty minutes of it. <laughs> uh, next one. It's another. What Adam Sandler comedy do you think is on this list? Oh, that's got to be... Um, I'll give you one guess. One guess. I'm going to go with... Um, oh, it's the... Um, it's the one with Jennifer Aniston. Oh, what the hell is that movie called? Oh, I can't think of it. It's filmed in Georgia. I can't, I can't think of the damn name of it. I think, I think, you're, thinking, uh, I think you're thinking of the right one. It's, it's, it's Murder Mystery. Murder Mystery, that's it. Yep. Alright, uh there's an action movie from this year and it starred and it starred Mark Wahlberg. Basically giveaway. Oh oh man, I I, I don't know the name of it. Oh by the way, Irish Irishman is number six with sixty four million views. Murder Mysteries number five with eighty three million views. That's depressing. That's crazy. That's depressing that that got more views than a Scorsese film. I mean I guess it's three and a half hours, but it's a significantly better movie. There was another one I was thinking of. I don't think it was murder. Wait, murder mystery was the one. I forget. There's another one that I think Sam. Well, because Sam did a, a ton, like a couple of them. There's only one Sandler starring movie know. on this list. <clears throat> murder mystery is it? Jeez. No, I was thinking of the other one. I was thinking of. Um... Oh yeah, that was it. I think that was it then. Never mind. Because I had to look through. I had to look through his. Uh, his. Uh... IMDb to make sure. All right, what's the Mark Wahlberg I guess, uh, starring action I guess movie? So. The Mark Wahlberg one. I have no idea. It's Spencer Confidential. Spencer Confidential. Spencer Confidential. Okay. The Peter Berg one. And uh, last one, because you're not going to get the uh, Spencer Confidential is number three with 85 million views. Last one, because you're not going to get the number 10. Number 10 is The Perfect Date starring Noah Centennial. Uh, last one is another comedy from this huh. year. The Wrong Missy. It is The Wrong Missy. That one was funny. I actually did watch that one. I, I did like that one, actually, believe it or not. You got The Wrong Missy before you got The Irishman. Let's just let that, let that sink Whatever. In. All right, I hope you all hope well, enjoyed you. that. So now we I could watch on. The Wrong Missy in one day. That's the difference. That's true. I mean, you can't... <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. It'd probably be a lot harder to watch The Irishman in one day. <laughs> Oh, dude, there's just no way, man. I, I was, I mean, good movie. It's just, it was, 
a lot of a lot of stuff that we could have cut out. It was P- it was PJ's birthday, so he he wanted to see it. So I want I want him to see it in theaters. <laughs> the things you do for people's birthdays. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome, asshole. Uh, speak. Speaking of which, I mean, it's it's that time. We now move on to the movie of the week, which of course, Super Mario two Brothers. <laughs> uh, two two assholes from Brooklyn. Uh, yeah. So this movie. We decided to look at a video game film, and this was one of the obvious ones to put on the poll because, I mean, okay, well, this was the first video game movie, like we said, but if you're going to go with a video character game movie, Mario seems like the appropriate one because he is probably the most iconic video game character of all time. Well, look how far he's spanned it. I mean, look how long he's spanned it exactly. through generations, you know? You can show this picture to just about anybody on the planet. And uh-huh. just about anybody, and they can tell you like a hundred percent that's Mario. Yeah, I to imagine this is probably the proper era to adapt a video game from because a lot of it, a lot of these like old school like eight bit games, you can basically explain away in like one sentence. Yeah, like you got th- you got this one. First of all, the plot for most of the movies was guy saves chick. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Uh, plot uh, plot for Mario. Uh, Mario goes to the Mushroom Kingdom to save the princess from. Bowser, and Luigi is there also. Okay, two two sentences, two sentences for that one. But regardless, it's still happily ever after. Happily ever <laughs> after. <laughs> there you there, there you have it. Um, but yeah, so it seems like, and I've been a huge Mario fan for a long time. I hear you. Yeah, ever since the uh, original NES or uh, original Nintendo. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, to the end. No, it was the NES. So yeah. The NES. Yeah. Naturally, this was a. Perfect candidate to be adapted into <laughs> into uh, to a game, but oh uh, boy, could this could this have gone more wrong? Yeah. Like, and, and I ask me, you could not make a movie, you could not make a less accurate Super Mario movie if you really tried. Yeah, I mean, you'll hear on our uh, commentary, it just. Anything that you thought you knew about Mario going into this movie, you can just completely throw away because it's like, yeah, you, you'll know some of the names and stuff like that that you can kind of make fun of and be like, they did that with this character. Um, but they don't do anything that, that you typically do in the games, like at all. That's the whole mystique of Mario, you know? It's just none of that stuff happens in this film. We'll, yeah, we'll get, in, we'll get into it. But yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll go through that throughout this movie, but... Yeah, let's not wait to think. There's a lot to unpack with this one. Uh, this is Super Mario Brothers, the movie. So we start off. We start off with you know the the classic Mario theme. Makes you think, oh man, it's gonna be just like the game. Nope, you cry. You crush those expectations right now. That is the only thing you're gonna hear that sounds anything like a video game. That is the most <laughs> accurate to this game the movie will get throughout its entire extremely long. Hour and forty-five minutes. Uh, Oof, well, we really we really lose time at about the hour and fifteen-minute mark. Yeah. So, uh, basically, we can explain to us that, of course, dinosaurs lived on the planet sixty-five million years ago, but the meteor that killed the dinosaurs didn't actually kill all of them. Instead, it splintered into a separate dimension in which dinosaurs evolved into intelligent beings. I know this sounds like I'm making this up, but this is legit what they tell you within the first 10 minutes of the movie. Not even the first 10, the first, like, two. It's way too elaborate of a plot for a Mario movie. Yeah. So, 
dinosaurs lived in an alternate dimension from humans in which they evolved into humans. Not entirely sure how that works because <laughs> evolution, evolution, what does it matter? <laughs> yeah, well, when did this ever come up in any Mario game? So, yeah, uh, uh, we see that a woman is dropping off a pod to a to a to a convent in Brooklyn, while at the same time in a cave-in caused by King Koopa, played by Dennis Hopper, who they originally wanted. You know who they originally wanted for this role? Hmm. Schwarzenegger. Oh, gotta be even worse than Mister Freeze. Is it then? Oh, oh, worse. I'm I sorry. Mean, it is worse than being Mr. Freeze. Yes, you're correct. Oh, uh, it'd be way worse than Mr. Freeze. Yeah, we all, we, yeah, uh, we go, we then go to the home of our, you know, titular characters, Mario and Luigi, played by Bob Hoskins and John Leguizamo, and we know they're plungers because they have, they know the plumbers because they have plungers just hanging on the walls like shotguns. That's that. That's when you know you're legit. So yeah, not even ten minutes in, we're already at three strikes in the movie because we have. A plot that has nothing to do with the actual game. We mm-hmm. have, we have uh, King uh, Koopa, who is not a giant spiked dragon, and our two <laughs> Italian plumbers, played by a British man and an Italian. No, not Italian. A Hispanic. An Hispanic man. So you need to shut the movie off. That's uh, shut it up. We're done. Wrap. We're done here. Good job, guys. You made it through ten minutes of the movie. Uh, it should be worth noting that uh, for Mario, they, the studio originally wanted. Uh, who, who they who they originally want? They wanted Danny DeVito. Uh, I think they made a better choice with Hoskins. I mean, Danny DeVito is Italian. <laughs> it would have worked. I think it would have worked for this generation to be a Mario character. DeVito is way shorter too, so that might have. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They also they also originally want the series originally wanted uh, Tom Hanks for the role of Luigi. Uh, but after the failures of both Turner and Hooch and Joe vs. the Volcano, the studio doubted whether or not he was still uh, he was still a hit. Or, or still, you know, <laughs> still had box office potential is what I'm saying. I hold my beer. He just went on to win now, back-to-back Oscars. Okay, allow me to... This came out in 93. Allow me to list off the movies yeah. he made from 93 to, to, to 99. Sleepless in Seattle, Philadelphia... Forrest Gump, Apollo 13, Toy Story, That Thing You Do, Saving Private Ryan, and You've Got You've Got Mail, Toy Story 2, and The Green Mile. You're welcome. So yeah, I'm, he didn't do that good. I'm curious if he t- if he took this role if they took this role, would he have gone on that run? I don't think he would have. I mean, 93 got him Philadelphia, yeah, for an Oscar, and th- and then what the year after he he, he marched back there with. Uh, Forrest Gump, and so um, and yeah. coincidentally enough, uh, John Leguizamo was originally offered the role of Tom Hanks's partner in Philadelphia, but he turned it down to do this movie. I mean, Antonio Banderas is. I mean, because because they got Antonio Banderas. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I think Antonio Banderas is a better actor of the two. Um, yeah. I don't know. That's that's really crazy how that how that comes three sixty like that. Exactly. <laughs> but like wow. we said, we like I said, we meet our main plumbers, uh, Mario and Luigi. Uh, this movie does put extra emphasis on the plumbing, and we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Oh <laughs> man. On. We also see that there are two goons looking at looking out for uh, somebody, and we'll get we'll get to that we'll get to that in a bit also. 
We also meet our other main character, Daisy, played by Samantha Mathis, playing the only good-looking paleontologist of all time. <laughs> it's, it's weird. This, this is a big year to be a paleontologist on the movie because the same year as Jurassic Park. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, they spend a dubious amount of time on the plumbing. There's, they have this like rival company, the Scapellis. Yeah, I mean, like it's it's super intense plumbing in New York, man. The, the, the game is no joke. Uh, I mean, it's it's yeah. Uh, they help out Daisy. Result they get they go on a, they go on a double dinner date with Mario and his girlfriend, who I don't think ever gets a name in this movie. She's <laughs> just Mario's girlfriend. No, it's just. Mario's side piece. Uh, as we find out that Mario Brothers may not actually be brothers because they explain that he raised, Mario raised Luigi since he was a young boy. So, yeah, I'm I'm already very confused as to how these relationships work. Yeah, it's, uh, it's really, yeah, really just bad. Uh, Daisy is then kidnapped by the two minions, one played by Fisher Stevens, the in, the not Indian Indian guy from Short Circuit, and taken and taken underground uh, to where the to where they were digging. There's corporate there's corporate espionage going on from, from the Scapellis. We know the Scapellis because they, in a genius move, wear the shirts of the company they're sabotaging for while they're doing the sabotage. Genius. Yeah, I mean America's stupidest criminals. You know, come on. <laughs> Uh, Daisy is taken. She's taken through this wall, which is a, basically a gateway to the other dimension. Uh, this effect looks awful. It's it's super super off putting. It's it's literally the worst graphics. Like it's just bad, really really bad. Yeah, and it, it's case point for why the, you couldn't do a villain like Sandman in the nineties. No, like like we were joking around in the commentary. It's like, yeah, it, I had like PTSD from Spider-Man Three. <laughs> yeah, so they go through, they go through a giant hole to another dimension, in which they emerge in the new land. This, the well, it's not the Mushroom Kingdom. It's called the Mushroom Kingdom like once. No, it's a place called Dino Hatton. Because, uh, yeah, I'm assuming get it? because. I guess they thought Manhattan. the man. They thought the man in Manhattan stood for, for man. Because there's Dino now in it, so Dino Hatton, ha ha. It's also uh, again, so, and the confusion so doesn't stop here because, because you, you, you don't know because you already don't know how this story is happening, but you also get confused in how this world works because there's some dinosaurs that evolved into humans. Some dinosaurs that involve the dinosaur-like versions of other animals, and some people who are like human-dinosaur hybrids. So yeah, so there's nothing set out in stone. Like, hey, this is how this happens. Like, it's just thrown out there, and you just have to accept it because you know just it's because it's it's off-putting. Kind of how you said, yeah. It's just it's super confusing. This world's also not very. It's not very creative in in, in that sense either. Just because, I mean, it it just looks like it just looks like New York City. Except all the vehicles are shooting sparks for no reason, and all and there's yeah, like it's a, moss, that bumper car stuff, moss and fungus everywhere. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, which doesn't uh, I don't know. It's just uh, kind of how you said it. it's like a it's almost like a, a cheap knockoff of Pluto Nash because like Pluto Nash at least had like the uh, special effects and stuff like that. It actually looked like cleaner. You know what I mean? 
This one's a lot more. This is just a lot messier. Yeah, not to mention the fact that uh, I mean, well, I mean, coming off a world as creatively designed as Mario, like you can show someone, much like you show someone the character, you can show someone a shot of a background from the game, and you'll instantly know it's Mario. Here, I yeah. I would never I would never peg where where this world is or what movie it comes from. Yeah, I mean, and like like we even were talking about it like during the commentary, like if you didn't know the names of any of these characters and you just were like trying to put it together what you were watching, you would never know you were watching a, a Super Mario movie. Well, that's because like you look at you look at the our main characters, like Bob Hoskins looks like a legit Mario, but he doesn't act, he has, you know. He never says it's a me. Like <laughs> there's one part yeah. in this movie where it's like I'm going to I'm going to break every bone in his body and then I'm going to kill him. And I'm like, yeah, that's that's a line Mario just said. There's no M on your hat. John Leguizamo doesn't even have the mustache. Come on. No mustache. And he's not that he's not He's not that much taller than Bob Hoskins. It's like, come on, really? Yeah. Uh, again, we, we see like the Mario tie-ins are so loose because, well, first of all, the, the, the crystal, which is what Koopa's after from, from Daisy, Luigi has it, is taken by this like robust black woman. We don't know who it is. She, so she takes and she just bounces off. And then we meet something that shocked both of us. We meet this guy playing a guitar. It's like this like street oh. musician. It turns Dude. out this is Toad. Yeah, the Toad, little, the little mushroom guy from the movie, from the from the games. Yeah, yeah, the one in Mario Two that was so fast when he uh, when he would lift the vegetables out of the uh, out of the ground. Yeah, that's that's, that's the rock star. Ugh, let, so let, let's let's make Toad a forty year old band hippie. Yeah, who's not short, and he doesn't even have like anything resembling a mushroom head. Like just maybe just like kind of how we were saying, he has that like. Shaved, shaved head with like like designs in it or whatever, but still, it's just it's so dumb. It's like I don't know. Yeah, this movie tries to be creative in the wrong ways, and it's lazy in the wrong ways. Also, like come to the, like come into the next scene, they're all arrested oh, yeah. and they're taken to the precinct. To, uh, they're taken to the precinct of Dino Hatton, and they're getting they're getting processed. And there's like, what's your name, Mario? Last name. He's like, oh, you gave Mario a last name. What's it gonna be? It's Mario. Yeah, I'm like, why? Like, don't even, don't even put that in there. Just say, what's your first name? That's it. Or you can like, just what's completely steer away from that. Or what's yeah? You, you don't need to give. You already don't need to give him a last name. But at the same, at the same time, if you're gonna give him one, don't just give him his first name a second time. But and then the other thing is, that's a perfect time for him to say, "It's a me, Mario." You know, that'd have been a perfect time for him to you're, say that. You're, you're so right. That's, yeah, you're gonna have yeah. him say it's a me, Mario. That's it's a me, a Mario. Seriously, that's 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 your perfect time to do it. You have an in right there. It, yeah, that's a perfect segue. That's, you have the perfect opportunity, and you don't take it. So, no, you you name a Mario twice. That's yes. that's dumb. So we have Mario, Mario, and Luigi, Mario. Oh man. Uh, and if and it's factual because look on IMDb, and the, the characters are literally. Mario, Mario, Luigi, Mario. It's so, oh, it's so off-putting. Yeah, uh, they're taken to be interrogated by, well, King Koopa in the game. He's President Koopa here, basically like a Donald Trump ripoff, ripoff played by Dennis Hopper, yeah, or like a Biff Tannen type character too. That, that, that too. Yeah. Uh, he's thing is like he has a bunch of running jokes that also don't work. Like there's one about him being like him being a germaphobe goes nowhere. There's another one we'll, uh, we'll get to, yeah. and we'll, we'll get to when we get there. 
we basically find out that he wants the crystal because he is trying to open the portal to go to the other to go to the other dimension. Thing is, he doesn't even need to do this because the, the door the doorway is open. Like he could just go through. He said, "Yeah, it's like you, you cut out the middle, man. Like you don't have to." Uh, like, like he, uh, he 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 sent his he sent his henchman through. Why can't he go? Yeah, it's it's just yeah, just it's it's just bad story writing. It's just like these guys that directed this film that obviously didn't go on to do anything after. There's a reason for that, obviously. But it's like they got so lazy. Like these were people that I don't think ever played the game no, or like this, knew anything about it. Like because you could tell. Oh yeah, we'll, we'll we'll talk more about them later. Oh yeah. Uh yeah. So this movie, <laughs> they're then taken to a what Koopa has is a devolver machine. He puts Toad in. He sets the devolver and makes him more animalistic and more you know dumber. In a sense, so he comes in, uh, he's put in a suit, and he's tur- his head is turned like it's like little lizard thing. And not even kidding, these are our Goombas. Yeah. Oh, so bad. The mushrooms you jump on are these. I- I'm convinced that they try to make these things look as little like the game as possible. And and well, they succeeded. But the other thing that I wish that they would have done, kind of like I also said it. Like remember the the ending of um, Beetlejuice where he's sitting there and the guy sprinkles the dust on his head and it's like it starts to shrink right the goombas remind me exactly of that it's just i don't know just weak weak writing with with the characters and just like little thought into how we could adapt them from a video game to a a live action film it just it was just so half-assed i mean i mean the rig is impressive because clearly like a rig you were on your shoulders with like a tiny tiny like animatronic head on top of it Problem is, it looks nothing like a goomba it looks like a goomba mario's mario's not jumping on these things there's no way he needs like a trampoline to jump on top of it like there's just no way yeah so there so you kind you kind of lose that like you you lose that whole entire uh yeah they they get away from koopa rather easily and you know what the action everyone wants to see in a Mario movie is a car chase. Yeah, that's oh, our I first mean, major action sequence: the car chase. Oh yeah, I feel like cruising USA. I mean, I know Mario Kart's a huge thing, but come on, like, like this is one of the especially in a Mario Bros. movie. This is, this is one of the last things we want to see Mario do. The other being actual plumbing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they have this incredibly, not elaborate, just incredibly ridiculous car chase. Again, shooting sparks. There's so many things where the physics don't work, like where they drive into a car and then they're on top of the car, even though theirs has like the shovel, the shovel scoop thing. Yeah, it, like like we were joking around saying it was like almost like a death race type film. Yeah, yeah. This is, so suddenly Death Race 2000 doesn't look so bad. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. It just. Uh... Like I said, things that you never thought you would would see in a Mario movie. Like the, it, this checks all the boxes. You get some horrible keying when they drive out of a pipe. When they drive out of a pipe, and like are slowly taken down. That's bad. And then you meet Koopa's lady, played by Aunt Petunia from the from the Harry Potter films. Uh, and Koopa's not happy with the way his henchmen screwed up. So they put so they put him in. They put them into this like. Evolve. They put them into the evolver, but they reverse it, so they evolve. They get smarter, and they don't look any different. 
which I think would have been an opportunity to do something. It would be an opportunity to do something more with them, you know, like change up their design, make them look make them look a little cooler. You know, you know think, think of like a, like a cooler version of the Goombas, and make them look like that. Yeah. No, they, they don't take it. No, they they don't. Like the obvious is is never obvious in in this film, unfortunately. Yeah. So uh, basically, a lot is Mario running off. So they find out that the woman who took their who took their uh, stone is Big Bertha. Yeah, that the fish, uh, the fish character from the game, is now this lady. Is the oh, just so bad. So bad. So they have to. Nobody would ever like. Yeah, you would never know that watching it. Like you'd literally have to like sit there and like like think about it and be like, oh wait a minute, yeah, her. So they have to get out of this desert wasteland by ha- by hijacking like a bulldozer slash garbage truck which I think, which ran by what we think are the shy guys. And I looked it up. They are the shy guys. I was going to say it has to be because like, and that's, and that's like the cheapest thing to do. Just give them like a little mask, a little droopy mask. Give them like, an, an S&M mask. Yeah. <laughs> well, at the same time, Daisy is in, Daisy is in Koopa's place where she meets one of his pets, a little, little baby dinosaur, which again, impressive animatronic. I read there's like 200 feet of cable inside this thing. But it's less impressive when you find out that this little dinosaur is, in fact, Yoshi. Yes, oh, the Yoshi. The green, long-tongued Yoshi that we know to love of Yo- Yoshi's Cookie and Yoshi World. Yeah. Yeah, I, <sighs> he's, he's, like, not really that green. He's not big enough to ride. And yeah. You would never know this is Yoshi unless they told you. Yeah, like it's it's ridiculous, and like not to mention this is this maybe is like the most like biggest creep factor seen in the movie because I th- I think he has a line something, something like you know you know what they say about little girls they never get the first they never forget the first time they're tongued by a lizard or something like that. Yeah, it's like it's like um, okay. It's just a line that's like wildly uncomfortable. It's just like oh god. That's some. That's something Dennis Hopper just said. And I, I think this is a video game movie. How dare you? Yeah. Uh, coming to the next scene, like Mario and Luigi use that, you know, use use the vehicle they stole to get to Big Bertha's club, and they have they get new suits. This would be the perfect time to start and put them in the classic Mario colors. But no, they don't. They give Luigi the red suit, and they give Mario like a yellow suit. Yeah. Just. Ugh. So dumb. And in order to get the necklace back, he has to seduce Big Bertha and he has to like put his head in her cleavage and use his teeth to like take the necklace off. Which we which where we get to the biggest question of this movie. Who is this for? Yeah. Because like some of these scenes and lines are not for kids. No. Like ad- adults aren't gonna dig this. Mario fans are gonna hate it. So who is this for? I mean, there's a reason why, like, obviously, like, we, we should mention that uh, this movie's hard to find. Like, you can't, it's not on streaming. Um, it's not on iTunes. Not on iTunes, not on Netflix. I, like I said in the commentary, I, I bought it at a second run, I used, you know, DVD shop for like four bucks, which was still $4 too much. But, uh, yeah, oof, rough. 
yeah, it's it, it's so much confusion within within this movie, and it's trying to be. And I have I have Nintendo's response to this later. <laughs> I'll get to it. Oh, but yeah, man. Just so much. So they so they get the they get they get the the rock back. Bertha helps them break out, and then I have to go into Koopa's place to try and break out Daisy. So only an hour. It only takes an hour into this hour and 45 minutes not but the hour and 20 minutes in this hour and 45 minute Mario movie for them to finally get into their colors and the outfits look fine I guess black luster yeah. I mean really anticlimactic yeah you're like oh okay and anyway you've seen it on the front of the uh, cover of the box too so it's like it kind of ruins that for you because you're like oh oh that's just that not, not a big deal this is also the point where they start the running joke of Koopa trying to order a pizza. Yeah, which is ugh, so stupid. So stupid. Uh, and <laughs> the next scene is one I call like a just major acid, a major like one you would do on acid because they get into an elevator, and Goombas start coming in, and they need to be able to get out. So what do they do? They trick the Goombas into dancing with each other to the yeah, elevator they sw- music. They sway them. That's yeah. so stupid. So dumb. So yeah. incredibly dumb. Uh, we should also mention Koopa has he has made his devolver technology into like handheld guns. So and <laughs> it's funny because the, like the props they use is just it's just a Nintendo Super Scope Six painted black. Yeah, it's it's bad, man. If you don't remember the Super the Super Scope Six? It was a thing like Nintendo tried to do. Like I can remember when they had like duck hunt. They had like the guns. This oh yeah, was, like, yeah a, the duck hunt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah this, I like remember. A, this, this was like a bazooka that you have for game, but it's like I get the intent, but it's it's a poor design. It really is. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. So yeah, they're 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 going through, and Tuba has his old army. They're he's gonna try and. You know, align it so they can take it. To, they can take it to the world and take and take over essentially. Why he needed a shard and a big display to do this, I have no idea. But I'm not gonna. But you know, stupid. So he has his uh, Ampetunia from. He has Ampetunia from Harry Potter go and try and go and try and like set this ring. Get set this ring off. Meanwhile, uh, Mario and Luigi try to stop him at the castle while Luigi tries to go save Daisy. Uh, they kidnap Mario's woman at some point. It's, I mean, I, you know when it happens, but you totally forget she's in the movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they, t- they take they take him. Mario's t- squaring off against Koopa. They get into a fist fight, and you know this would be a perfect time to like have like Koopa like shoot like fire. Like they, they have him like shoot fire once. He's never throwing any hammers. He's never doing anything like. They're not fighting yeah, over a pit nothing. of lava. Like nothing, nothing associated with the Mario movie can be found in this game. Some Mario game can be found in this movie. It'd be so dumb. It's mixing my words up. No, <laughs> but I mean it's true. There's like nothing that you associate Mario with in this film. It's just it's sad because you have so much to go with that you could do just to even even if it doesn't make any sense. It's just it's it's a callback, you know. Yeah, and I mean it, it doesn't even have to make sense. And in the middle of it, like they have. Like they have like this big like elaborate like slide race, like going down. They freeze the pipe because again, plumbing is a very like, pivotal thing in this movie. They freeze the pipe so they can oh, slide down it, and like they, they're being chased by a slide, a slide of Goombas, 
and get away from the way they do it. They take like the like the, the smallest wrench, put it in a hole, and that flips the entire thing the Goombas are riding on. <laughs> yeah, because they wouldn't just ride completely right across it. Because it would flip them, of course. Yeah. Okay. Physics, not even once. Yeah, we'll go with it. I know it's a lot. To ask. I know it's a lot to ask for logic in a Mario movie, but come on. No much, I not mean, to, fake it. Just yeah. fake it. Not, not to mention Bullet Bill also makes like a cameo appearance. Just something like it puts they put in the boot and it launches it. Again, totally did not uh. need to be Bullet Bill. Uh, so yeah, it's it's this climax is a bunch of nonsense. A bunch of people running around doing things. It, it's it it's like bizarrely hard to follow. Looking back at it, yeah, it really is. It's not. I mean, it's everywhere. It's all over the like, all over. Yeah, it's like Mario has a bomb that he's trying to set off to do something. It's, try, it's trying to it's trying to blow up, I think Koopa's building, but he sets it off in like a place where it has to like walk like twenty miles with the shortest wick ever, with the shortest longest fuse of all time. <laughs> that thing would have, that thing could have exploded thirty or forty times by the time it got to where it wanted to go. Yeah, so uh, it goes there. Meanwhile, they get the por- they get the portal set, so they, <laughs> so they are like fusing into the other dimension, and it's done via like Thanos dust effect. Oh, before that was a thing. <laughs> yeah, just like like them setting the precedent for that. So you, you get credit for that one. Yeah. So they get to the reg- they get to the real world, uh, same site where the archaeological dig was happening. And meanwhile, the cor- the the corporation is trying to take over the dig. They're there, and he turns the head one into a monkey. And Dennis Hopper, wow. I don't know how he said that line. He uh, he he's just like monkey. Like, he has some ridiculous to say, but in a weird way, everyone starts laughing at this. But like, if I were there, I'd be scared shitless of this. Yeah, it's like I, I don't want to get turned into a monkey. Yeah, seriously. Why are you laughing? <laughs> uh, but it's a little consequence because the bomb gets to where it's going. The, por- the portal gets deactivated. It blows up. Everyone's sent back to the other world, and then they start to use these devolver guns on Koopa. Uh, now we're just like, oh, oh, we should mention the Reebok symbol is on the bottom of the bomb. <laughs> Oh yeah, this cheap, uh, cheap advertisement for on no the reason. Smallest shoe possible too. Yeah, uh, they start to de-evolve Koopa, and they evolved like, okay, oh, this is where going to start to look like Koopa from the games, and like you know, giant lizard with spikes and like fiery red, fiery red hair and stuff. It could be awesome. Nope, just looks like a generic dinosaur in a bucket. Yeah, but then they de-evolve him again. And he turns into slimes. So okay, so. Keeping track of this. So, the plot to evolution, according to this movie, looks like this. You go from slime to dinosaur to human, <laughs> or you go from slime to dinosaur to to other animal-based dinosaur, or you go from slime to dinosaur to dinosaur-human hybrid. You realize how little sense this makes, even by its own movie standards, right? Yeah, it, it, and that's the thing. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, so the day is saved. Oh, oh, I forgot to mention Daisy's father. Yeah, there's a whole plot line where Daisy's father has been turned into fungus by the de-evolve array. Cheese, bu- cheese ball. Uh, yeah, like a giant fungus cheese ball. 
<laughs> and what Koopa's destroyed for no reason, he evolves back into a human, and no joke, it's played by Lance Henriksen. Yeah, Bishop from Alien. Unreal. Unreal. For, but he's only there for like two seconds. I was like, why, why even get him for this role? You can tell like Johnny Nobody do, be doing this. Uh, but uh, we, we're, get, we're, get, we're, we're almost done. Uh, we're getting to the end. Daisy decides to stay in Dino Hatton to get to know her father more. Even though, oh, he's living Luigi. But she loves him. <laughs> Because they've had so much had fun so much, together. So much chemistry, Russell. So much yeah. chemistry. Uh. Uh, they leave back to Brooklyn. Their business is doing well because they're mentioned on the news. This is where they're called the Super Mario Brothers. Uh, and they live happily ever after. Or do they? Because Daisy comes back. She's got a flamethrower. He's like, You're like Mario, Luigi, you got to come with me. You're not going to believe this. So they get ready, gung-ho, in the sequel, which thankfully this movie never got. Uh, now, it is worth noting that this movie actually had like a graphic novel sequel. Some people, who, some writers who worked on the movie kind of fleshed out where they wanted to go. I haven't read it, so I totally don't expect me to go through it, because I'm not sure. But yeah, this movie is an unmitigated disaster. Yeah, it's it's all over. It doesn't have any consistency to the game. Um, the directors don't know what they want to do with it. Um, it's just it, it, there's nothing about it that says, "Oh, this is like you know nostalgic for the uh, the fact of like it like it brings back the the video game and in, in in the film." It doesn't do any of that. It 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 has all the stuff that it could possibly do in good times to do it and utilize, but it just fails to do it all the time. It's just 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 a mess. Yeah, and. It- when you look at like the cast, like everyone in this film had a miser- had like an absolutely miserable experience. Like you look at like when Bob Hoskins talks about, or well, Dennis Hopper talks about it. Like he he talks about it on Conan. Uh, he talked about it on Conan. He said like he was talking to his son. He's like, he's like, he was like, Dad, I think you're a pretty good actor. Why did you get a horrible Mario movie? And he's like, I did it so you can have shoes. And his son said, <laughs> I don't need shoes that badly. Yeah, I mean, it's just... And then, like, there was even talk of that, what, uh, Bob Hoskins and, and John Leguizamo uh, were drunk a lot on set. Yeah, they were they were drunk a lot on set. This was uh, this is what yeah. Bob Hoskins had to say on it. Uh, he's like, the worst thing I ever did with Super Mario Brothers, it was a fucking nightmare. The whole experience was a nightmare. It was a husband and wife team directing whose arrogance had been mistaken for talent. After so many weeks, their own agent told them to get, to get off the set. Fucking nightmare. Fucking idiots. <laughs> <laughs> and that's Mario. Yeah, uh, oh, and even God. he like what happened to him. Like he's like he was stabbed four times, electrocuted. Uh, he broke a finger. He was he drowned. He oh he nearly got drowned, and that's what happened to him. So like he also think like he did Roger Rabbit like five years before this, where he literally talked to no one for months. Yeah, and this is the one that broke him. Yeah, and, and it all comes down to the directors who. Uh, let me just get their names real quick. I don't. I don't. I don't want to harp on them too much because I don't feel like. Uh, I, I don't. I don't feel like harping on them. Just period. So they never worked again. It was Rick Morton and and Annabelle Jankel, who worked on Max Headroom and it shows watching this. Uh, just the story how look the best thing about this movie was like the off the after, 
the after stories regarding this. Like, there's the one that came out how uh, Dennis Hopper was so frustrated that he got into a three-hour screaming match with the director. <laughs> three hours of straight yelling. It's like, dude, at this point, it's like it's not even worth it. Yeah, it's not. Like the the filming was supposed to last. I think the filming was supposed to last like from like five weeks. He was there for seventeen weeks. Oh my god! So I imagine, I imagine he'd be frustrated after all that time. And uh, lastly, I want to talk about uh, the Mario create Mario creator. Uh, Sh- Sh- Shigeru Miyamoto, his quotes on this because I because I I love what he said. Uh, let me let me just pull up his quote here. Uh, can't wait. Uh, I think they tried very hard, and in the end, it was a very fun project that that they put a lot of effort into. The one thing that I still have some regrets about is the movie may have tried to get a little too close to what of what the Mario Brothers video games were, and in that sense, it became a movie that was about a video game rather than being an entertaining movie in and of itself. That that to me tells me he has not seen this. Yeah, at, like at all. <laughs> yeah, and uh, the aftermath of this movie was like incredible because it was this is after this was after this like Nintendo got very protective of their properties, like they were very public about not letting Mario appear in Wreck It Ralph, and they never <laughs> made another movie until Detective Pikachu. So, um. D- do you, do you, would you like to hear a, a nine out of ten star review on IMDb about this film? Oh, I'd love to hear a nine out of ten star review of this. <laughs> All right, it's titled "Great Movie." People should stop being so serious and enjoy it. This was written in two thousand and five. First off, I absolutely love this movie. It's such a treat to a fan with a good imagination. Secondly, why would anyone in their right mind take this kind of movie seriously to the point of? bashing it for things like being too fake and not sticking to the Mario Brothers storyline. People in the games, all Mario did was jump around, bop things on the head, throw fireballs around, and fly. If they... What did it say? If... Uh, hold on. If they... Hold on. If, if they would have made movies about people would be asleep before the first five minutes, the movie was meant to entertain and captivate, and it certainly does the trick. They took the classic game and adapted it to a fantasy reality that parallels our own, and for that, it was simply brilliant. The rendition of Koopa Manhattan was great and is not something that people should criticize. The city adds life to the movie and makes it real in its own fantastic way. It makes the city so crazy it works, and boy, oh boy, did those Goombas make me laugh. I love this movie for everything it relates to the game and everything it added to make it a more fun-filled ride. If you love the games and have an open-minded imagination... This is a must-watch movie. Okay, no. No, t- <laughs> I would love to see what else this guy has given 9 out of 10s to. <laughs> All right, let's, let's, well, we'll, let's, let's we'll, go. We'll, we'll do that another day. We'll do that another day. But, okay. uh, yeah, this is, a, this is a horrible movie. It really is. It's, it's, it is not a good movie at all. It's, it's bad. Um, yeah, it's just it doesn't know what the hell it wants to do, and it's just a disaster. Yeah, the, when this... We'll have to like consider this like, among like the worst things we've ever reviewed on this show. It's definitely top three. I still think uh, Kirk Hammett Saving Christmas is etched at number one for a long time, just because I just it's it just it's so different. You know what I mean? The fact that it was taking itself so seriously, you know, I think um, really is just. And then you need even pour hot chocolate in the cups. Mm-hmm. You know, come on. 
Um, but this is definitely up there for sure. Um, I would I would watch Electra a hundred times before I watch this again. Absolutely. I would watch I would watch uh, Green Lantern a hundred times before I watch this one again. I'd watch Cats again. Like it's just this this is pretty bad. This is a bad movie. Yeah, this is this is really bad. Now and it's it's curious because like Mario is someone who should be able to work on movie, but like what 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 do you do? Like do you go live action? Do you go animated for a Mario film? How do we do this? I don't know. Or you could like like Final Fantasy it, do like a computer CG like anime. You know what I mean? Like a CG animated film. Yeah. Uh, like you could do something like that. Um, I don't know. To me, it's like you know you, you did have a good, especially now because like now you're in 2020, you're like 27 years past this. Um, you know, special effects have only gotten better. Um, but the thing is that they missed the window now with that, you know, I don't think they would ever bring out another Mario movie just simply because I feel like, I don't know. I just, I feel like the window's kind of closed on that a little bit from the OG, you know, like the, like us, like me and like my age demographic, you know what I mean? Like the ones that like were with Mario from the beginning, from the inception, you know what I mean? Um, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's, it's weird. I, I don't know what you would do. What do you, how would you cast it would you do a cgi or would you do a uh, live action i would go animated because i feel like you can do a lot of yeah i feel like you're limited with live action whereas animation you can do yeah i would i'd agree now there is an animated uh mario movie in the works Uh oh it's by illumination illumination yeah not Uh. where i would have wanted to see this go especially since i think nintendo's opening a film and television division but uh yeah, uh 2022 we will see Mario maybe come back to the big screen. Oh yeah. Uh, regardless, that's uh, that's our show, folks. That's all we got. Uh Russell plugs. <laughs> yeah, Notorious by Chance is the Facebook group. Go ahead and get involved there. Uh, we put polls up weekly for you guys to vote on. Um we're really coming around um with you know, just the members and everything. We're we're really happy watching this grow. But yeah, go ahead and make sure you leave comments and uh, five star rate or whatever rate us on uh, wherever you get your podcasts from, just so uh, more people can find our show. Um, you can also find us on YouTube, Notorious by Chance. Um, we'll be coming up with something here eventually. I know, you know you've been busy, and I think just just there's been really nothing to talk about just because of you know. Yeah the Corona and everything. So uh, hopefully we'll get back into that and we'll start swinging that up in full force too. If I'm a Twitter, Instagram, chance was underscore 91. My match with my new, my latest meltdown match against the barbarian is up right now. Go check that out and check out my, Mike Kalinowski's match today. Cause I'll be publishing this Friday. Uh, yeah. Uh, listen for that. And yeah, it's going to do it for us. We will see you next week where we venture into the realm of the uncomfortable with movies that are problematic. So it's going to get very, very tense in this room right now, next week. So <laughs> it's going to be fun. Oh, boy. Uh, it's going to do it for us. Uh, we will see you next time.